Hello, everyone. This is Michael Fanning, and welcome to Ask a Windermere Coach. I will also be joined on occasion by Eric Thompson, Doug Simcock, and Nick Hansen. Our goal is to talk about how to create work-life balance in the real estate world, and we also want to address what does it mean to create epic customer service. We hope you find these episodes useful, and we want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen. Hello, everyone. This is uh, Michael Fanning with Ask a Windermere Coach. And today I have with me Mr. Eric Thompson from uh, Colorado, specifically Fort Collins. Eric, how are you? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to be here once again. Here we are. Here we go with another episode. So today, interesting, we wanted to talk about a scenario that came up in one of our coaching calls. As you know, uh, we do coaching. And this came up in one of my coaching calls. And it was a two-part question. And the first question was, you know, I've ventured down this path with a family member in doing a real estate transaction. And now I realize that maybe it's mission impossible. How do I step out of it without destroying the relationship? And the second question then came, and on that, should I just not work with family members as I move forward in my real estate career? And uh, what's amazing is I have, this isn't the first time that I've had to deal with this. Uh, Eric, have you had situations like that? Uh, I've heard this quite a bit. I watch realtors struggle with close friends and family members. And yes, I, I sometimes hear the same thing where they're looking for ways to get out of it, where I know you and I are in agreement. That's not the best approach um, to, to, to try to get out of it. So, but yes, I see this a lot. I see, I see the struggle. The struggle is real. I think there's a, some reasons why there's a struggle, but uh, yeah, I do see it. So I think it would be good when you just kind of break this down. I'd love to give people takeaways and strategies on, on how this works. And so, uh, and, and we can just go back and forth on this, but the first thing, so my first response was this, was let's deal with the first question. So how are we so far down the path and now realizing that it's a situation that can't be accomplished, right? And so what that tells me is that you don't have a really succinct upfront approach. You don't have a process at the very beginning to get really clear, to have real great clarity, and to set really good expectations and understand. And what I did in this situation is I always do this exercise I call the who, what, when, where, why, how exercise. And I said, you know, let's just go through this. So I want you to answer all those questions for me. So I want you to tell me who's involved, who, what was it that they were trying to accomplish, right? Who, what, when, when did they want this to happen? Where, why, how? And what we find is that all of a sudden there's holes in all of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, that, and that's what led to the challenge, right? Anything, right. anything that you want to add to that? Well, what I would add, uh, what I notice, uh, and it's, it's definitely along the same lines as you, uh, what I notice, what causes the struggle with family and close friends is the, the realtor is taking shortcuts. Yes. Process. They have a process. We've coached them on the process. They know the process. They've, they've been through the Ninja installation or not. They, they at least know what the steps should be. And for whatever strange, odd reason, we could talk about those reasons, they decide that because it's a close friend or family member that they don't need to follow the process. So the, the, and really, if you're not following a process, what that means is you're just winging it, all right? So they say, oh, well, what the heck? I can probably get away with winging it because they're a close friend, family member. 
oh no. And, and so then there you are um, in, in the tough spot because you tried to shortcut it. So I think it's, you know, if we think about why they are shortcutting, I think, um, you know, one reason, dare I say, is, is this laziness. I think, um, you know, I, well, I can probably, I can get away with it. I don't need to go through, I don't need to send them a seller's packet. I don't need to do a full-blown full listing consultation. If it's a buyer, I don't need to do the two sheets of paper exercise. Uh, so it could be laziness and it could be, I think in some cases, it might even be like embarrassment. Like they're almost like, a, like they don't wanna uh, come across as, as too salesy and they, they confuse um, do, following the process with being pushy or salesy. Like, no, 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 like the process that we teach is the opposite of salesy and, and pushy. And it's, it's so, so helpful. Uh, so that, that's a, a big thing that comes up for me, Mike, is that, is that the realtor is taking a shortcut. Yeah, I would agree. And the other one I would say is that um, the other thing I think it also is we make too many assumptions when we know somebody. Yes. We assume that, that we assume that we know the items. And then we also feel bad if we ask the question when we think they think we know it. So why would we ask the question? Then I look stupid. Yeah. Um, and, and exactly what you said. And so my response to this individual was, well, um, did you treat them like you did not know them? Did you not make any assumptions? Did you treat them like you didn't know them, like you met them for the first time? And did you take them through your entire process? And just as you said, the answer was no, right? Because of specifically what you talked about. And so as soon as that breaks down, if that breaks down at the very beginning, you know, that's the problem we're going to run to. And what's funny is instead, what a lot of agents will do, instead of saying, instead of putting it back on themselves and saying, I didn't stick with my process, I didn't want run it professionally. What they'll do is they'll blame it on the relationship, right? And or that's the person. Just, or the person. Yeah. And that's just yeah. the easy way out. That's just the easy way out. Right. And, and so um, I agree with you. So if you think about it, right, uh, a pre-listing interview in this case would have uncovered a lot of that stuff. Taking them through the 16 steps in the, in the, in the uh, listing consultation, right? All 16 steps and not yeah. skipping any steps. In the buyer side of it, having a great buyer consultation right? Doing, like you said, the 10-step buyer process and then doing act two and act three, right? And following through with all those things and not cutting any corners. Yeah, absolutely. And, and so I think it's, it's a matter of setting the stage up front with, your, uh, with a friend or family member and saying something like, okay, here's the thing. I, I'm going to treat you just like all my other clients. And I'm going to do that for a couple of reasons. Number one, I know that's the, the best way to, to help you out. I'm not going to take any shortcuts. So just like take a stand and make a statement that you're not going to take uh, any, any shortcuts. Just tell them that up front. And then if you want, you could also add to that because you're close to me, I'll be really curious at the end for your feedback on my process, because this is the process I use every time. And because I trust you so much, I, I really like to know what you think of it. So almost like ask for permission for feedback and set the stage on, on why you're so committed to the process. Number one, it works. And number two, you would really uh, appreciate the feedback. I, I totally agree. And the other situation, so this was a listing situation, one that I had in coaching. And so one of the things I asked out, so they said, how do I get out of this now? And I said, well, um, remember if you would, if, if you follow the process, we give you dialogue that sets the stage for a graceful exit. And they go, oh, that's right. That's the power shift question. And for those of you who are not aware of it, it's simply this. It says, you know, after you've gone through all the things, you get to about step nine uh, in there and you say, you know, do you feel I'm qualified to market your home? And they say, yes. Hey, well, you know, after we've gone through and answered all of your questions, one of three things will happen. One, you may decide to hire me after we've answered your questions. They've been satisfactory. 
Secondly, you may decide not to hire me. You may realize that maybe I'm not the right fit for you. And number three, if I feel that I can't meet your expectations, it wouldn't be fair for me to take your listing knowing deep down inside that it's mission impossible and we can't make it happen. It wouldn't be fair to you and it wouldn't be fair to me. So are you okay if I let you know that? Right? That is a phenomenal graceful out. You're, it you're is. you yeah. know, you're you're set. And and so you and I so in this case I said, well, it sounds like is and I said to this client, I said, is is this a mission impossible in your mind? And I said, yeah, I think it is. And I said, well, then if you had gone through that one step, you would have been able to say, I gotta tell you, remember we talked about that? I gotta tell you, you know, it's it wouldn't be fair for me to take this listing knowing that we can't accomplish the things that you're trying to do. Um, whether it be the market's not right right now or the situation's not right. And maybe we need to just, you know, stop and, and, and sit back a little bit, but I'm not, you know, but I've got to, I got to let you know that. Yeah. And people are going to be so grateful for that. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's such a gift that you give them. Yeah, exactly. I love that. The, um, the other thing coming up for me that would uh, help at the beginning is to have a conversation with your family member or close friend about wearing of hats, right? And so it would go something like, uh, look, you know, we're friends and I need to ask your help with something. I need to ask your permission. There's, there'll probably be moments during this process where I, I need to put my realtor hat on. Um, and I'm, it's not that I'm taking my friend hat off. I'll always be your friend, but there'll be moments where, where I'm gonna be your realtor. And are you gonna be okay with that? And to do that up front in hypothetical, like before it's the thick of the moment and, and all the emotions are, are running, like to get their permission up front. So then when it does happen, you say, hey, um, so here we, this is one of those moments where I need to put my realtor hat on it, if that's okay. And, and you've already, like you've already set the stage for that conversation to happen. Because what we all know is that there are, during a transaction, there are those several moments of truth during the yes. transaction where you, where you need to step up whether it's your family member or anyone, you need to step up and put your realtor hat on and you know, lay, lay things out, clarify, have a here's the deal kind of conversation. And so, and I watch realtors hold back and be reluctant to do that with their friend or family member. They're scared to do it, but it's such a disservice to, to the other person, like you have to. So just ask for, for permission up front to do it. I love it. And I, this is something I learned from you too. And I remember you even had mugs made up of it and it's called the no drama zone. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I'm writing a book right now called the no drama zone. I love it. I love it. So, so that's the other piece too, is I think a lot of times because we have, because it's not a, a professional relationship, we also have this, you know, family relationship is that sometimes we actually create drama that's not necessary. And what we know is in those situations, it's impossible to make good, solid, sound, rational decisions when we're allowing that drama to happen. So the other thing I always say in that coaching world is you, you cannot be the drama king or the drama queen. You know, if, if you are the person that's creating it, you know, and, and I know that, you know, the way this works is, you know, you have what, you have a persecutor, a rescuer, and a victim, right? That's called the Cartman Triangle, and that's how drama lives. I said, identify which one of those you are and remove yourself from that triangle, and that equation goes away, and, a dra and drama goes away. So, you know, where, what's going on that's causing this, conflict that you're having right now what part of it do you own and pull that out right pull that out and most of the time what we find ends up happening is it's the agent that's actually creating the drama instead of living in a rational space and like you said i love it i'm putting my realtor hat on there's going to be times when you know what i've got to, I'm, I'm going to do this and we're going to have some serious conversations but they're going to be okay and i'm going to help you through it um but i'm not going to step into that drama world right and yeah. uh, and 
and I'm going to, I'm going to stay, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to be detached from it. I'm going to watch it, but I'm not going to participate. In it. Yeah. 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 I love that. That's so good. That's so yeah. good. You, you know, Mike, another thing I, I noticed and, and I would ask for your take on, on this, see if you notice the same thing. I notice uh, w- with new people, especially they are so reluctant to want to work with friends and family. Like new people, they're, they're so focused on how can I go find some strangers? Right. Some people that don't know me very well. And, and I think what's really going on there is some, like, like some embarrassment. And again, they, they're, they don't want to come across as, the, you know, the, quote, that guy or that woman who's being, being pushy. And so they, they, they're trying to work up these stranger attraction strategies where, the, where the, the low-hanging fruit right in front of them are their friends and they they're reluctant to do that so you know what i would say watch out for that you know catch yourself in that moment the very best people you can you can attract business from are the piece of people who are closest to you and just be helpful right just be helpful just be just add value that's all you have to do and and you never have to worry about coming across as, as being pushy when you take that kind of approach and ju- just stick to your process that like we've been saying I agree. And I would even say this, I would go as far as say, you know, um, if you're brand new and you've got a great mentor, you've got somebody that's got some great experience in that world is, is go to a family or say, hey, I want to work with you because I'm learning, but I'm also not doing this by myself. I've got, uh, I've got my partner here with me or my teammate and they've been in this for 25 years. So we're going to work together because I'm learning into the process and we want to really help you. So you're going to get best of both worlds. Right. But, but like you said, the challenge is that it's that inside voice that says, I don't want to fail in front of the people that know me. I don't want to look stupid. Right. So let me go out and fail with three other people that I don't know. It's just, it's just crazy thinking. Right. Yeah. That you're more likely to fail with. Yeah. That you're going to be more likely because they're strangers. Yeah. They're not invested in you in any way, shape or form. Right. And, right. Uh, and so, yeah. So I think that's, that's a huge piece too, is to say, you yeah. know, in fact, I was coaching one, one gentleman and we were working on property reviews and he was brilliant. He said, you know what I'm doing? I'm going to go to my aunt. And he went to his aunt, he said, he said to his aunt, he said, hey, you know what? I'm just learning how to do this and I would love to use you as a guinea pig. So I'm going to put together a property. I want you to tell me, give me your feedback. What did you think about it? And what was amazing is she loved it. She said, you did a phenomenal job. And she referred him to of her close friends that were in book club. And one of them ended up being a listing, right? Because he was practicing with his aunt. Yep. Yeah, that works. That practice strategy works. And just yeah. be right in front and say, hey, I'm practicing this. I'm just starting this. I really appreciate your feedback. Yeah. Um, Hey, Mike, can we go back to the scenario? You're working with friend or family. And let's say you did shortcut at the beginning. There you are. You're in a tough spot, sticky situation. You've dug, you've dug yourself a hole. There may be people listening who are in that right now. They're, they're yes. saying, well, this would have been nice to know a month ago, but what do I do now? Like, like what do I do now? And so one, one thing I, I would share is uh, some of the, the best dialogue I've ever learned this applies to this transaction situation. It also applies to personal situations. Mm-hmm. Uh, I use this with my wife, Julie, and you're gonna hear, that'll make sense here in a minute when I share it, but it's, this like works, this, it's so brilliant. The dialogue is, can we start over? Um, so just like, hey, can you- love that. <clears throat> you know, that when I dig myself in a hole with my wife, which is often, uh, that can get me instantly out of the hole, uh, just like, Hey, sweetie, can, can we start over? But you can use it in a transaction. So let's say there you are in the thick of uh, a tough spot, tough transaction with a friend, family member. You wish you would have not shortcut at the beginning, but you've you got to get yourself out of this hole. And you can use that to get yourself out of the hole and just say, hey, uh, can, can we kind of start over uh, with this? I, I think that would help us all out if we just kind of take a step back 
let's start over. So that could be with a buyer. It could be the two sheets of paper exercise. It could be in a listing. Like you go back to the 16 questions, like even, you know, let, let's, there's some things I um, probably should have, or wish I would have asked you at the, at the beginning. If it's okay with you. Uh, I'd like to go through some of those. And, and I mean, just treat it like a brand new situation. I love it. In fact, I always say to people, you know, you want to go back and, and maybe say something along these lines. You know, I've got to apologize because it seems like there's some frustration going on and we aren't really where we want to be. Would it be okay if we started over? And what I do is I have a couple things that I, I want to review a couple things with you. And then I have some new questions that I'd like to go through with you uh, just to get us both on, uh, on point so that we're both talking the same language and maybe we'll clear up some of the confusion we're having. Because I know that if I'm confused, I know you got to be confused too. And it's not a fun feeling for either one of us. So I apologize. Let's just yeah. start over. And that's, that's that is amazing way to have a conversation. And what it, it opens up and they go, oh my gosh, yes. Because here's what I always tell people. Look, at if you're frustrated, I guarantee you they are frustrated. They are not enjoying this process either, right? They just aren't. Yeah. And so as yeah. soon as you acknowledge that and, and you make it about you and you say, you know what, I want to apologize to you, right? Then they go, oh my gosh, yes, let's do that. Yeah, yeah. it's such relief, right? Absolutely you is. Lift the weight, you know, this big, heavy drama weight that's kind of weighing, you know, that everyone's carrying around uh, as you're going along. You just instantly relieve it and take it away. And it's, it's a beautiful thing. So I would say on this piece, I, I, if, I were to, if I were to kind of summarize these points, and then I want to do the last question as well, should I work with, with, client, with yeah. uh, relatives? So I would say um, we both agree, have a really phenomenal process, right? Whether it's yep. the 10-step buyer process, 16-step seller process, the ninja piece. Number two, make no assumptions. Don't, don't, don't look at them as a relative. Look at them as a brand new client that you know nothing about, and you're going to take them through your process, right? set clear expectations. And then if you find yourself in a position where things are difficult, hey, can we start over? I apologize. Let's get some clarity. Yeah. Anything else perfect. you want to add to that? No, I think that's perfect. Yeah. And if you're brand new, get somebody else involved with you that has some experience so that you can work together because you can always learn from a great mentor. Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. Last question. Okay. So should I work with, with, I had a bad experience. Should I work with my relatives or should I just refer them? You absolutely should. <laughs> absolutely. Just stick to the process. Yeah. Because we I mean, not only are you, um, you know, it's not, it's not just about the money and it's not, you know, it's not just about that transaction. It's about what that tra transaction can turn into because yes, your aunt will refer you business if you do a great job, uh, like you said, and um, you know, plus it's, I think it, it's just be, it would be weird, right? Like it'd be weird if, if you're not the one, like you need to be the one in your family. Like I'm just imagining this scenario, you know, back, you know, let's fast forward to the day that we can start having big gatherings again and right. let's pretend it's Thanksgiving and there's 20 people there and you know, aunts, uncles, like it, wouldn't it be strange if uh, the people who are there are using someone else like no you you need to be the family realtor and and you, you just you, you know it's just about believing in the service that you provide and believing in your process like my process is world-class and it works uh if it's you know a, a distant friend or a referral or my uncle like it works and it's just like committing to and believing in your process so yeah it would it would, it would be silly not not to i mean what well, yeah 
And I agree. And here's the other thing too that I will say is that, um, you know, when you have a, the goal when you're a ninja is you're not just a realtor for one transaction, you're a realtor for life. And there's so many more uh, resources and value you add beyond the transaction. And I would say this, and this is what I said on the coaching call. I said, you know, your relatives are rolling the dice if they're not working with you. Because the percentages of the level of professionalism in our industry out there, and, I'm, and, I, and I've witnessed this twice with family members who have rolled the dice, right, unfortunately, and have not had some great experiences. Um, as where, you know, if, if, if I would have referred them to uh, somebody, because I obviously don't listen sell now, if I would refer them to somebody who is of, of the highest of quality that I know that would have taken phenomenal care of them, right? But the point being is that, I said to this individual, I said, your family members cannot afford not to work with you because of the level of service and what you're going to provide above and beyond. And as you said, I think they are a phenomenal resource of referral business. Right. They're treated in the, in the manner in which you know you, what you can do at the level that you can perform. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. There's, a, there's this great adage in marketing that goes like this. You, you don't try to find a client so you can make a sale you make a sale so that you can attract a client. And so another way to say that, you make a sale so that you can now have a client. So if you can view that client is more valuable to you actually after you've uh, delivered a, a, you know, a great experience through a transaction, like that, that's where the value is, it's an after. It's not that one closing. Um, I mean, sure, that's valuable, but there's way more valuable in what can happen later with, with all the referrals and future transactions. Like, that's where the re- real value is. And so what that means is you want to have as many people as you can uh, who have experienced a delightful experience with you because of all the referral business that, that it will generate. Right. And we all know that, you know, referrals happen because I refer you because I know you're going to make me look good. And I always say this to brand new agents. I said, in this business, when you can truly... Uh, quantify your success is not when you get a commission check. It is when you get a referral. When you get a referral, that is quantified the level of success and the level of service that you've provided. Because now people are saying, you know what? You did such a phenomenal job that I want to say your name because you're going to make me look good. And yeah. that and, and, and that can be a goldmine in a family because think about it, that's your family. You're seeing them all the time. Right? I mean, talk about, talk about frequency of interaction. Right. <laughs> right. You know, it's just, it's, it's insane. So I, I guess to kind of wrap this whole thing up uh, is um, yes, working with family is, is a huge positive. We, we all can do it. We all can have success and it's, and it's great when we do it right. Uh, if you get stuck with a family member, it's not their, their problem. It's you not following your process. Correct. Right? And, and it throws it, and some people may be listening to this, Eric, they're going, well, this ninja stuff you're talking about, what is it? You guys, there's a phenomenal book out there called Ninja Selling. You can go to Amazon, type in Ninja Selling, where everything we're talking about is in that book, or you can take a ninja installation. You can, you know, you can, uh, Windermere offers them. Outside of Windermere, you can take ninja installations uh, by going to ninjaselling.com. Uh, and if you're with the Windermere family, we provide ninja uh, classes throughout. Virtually, we're doing them now, but we also have ninjas coming up in the new year. So, um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's a phenomenal process that allow you to have consistent results. Absolutely. Yeah. So great. All right, everybody. Hopefully that was helpful. Hopefully that was helpful. I want to thank you. Uh, give us comments, by the way, if there's other topics you'd like us to talk about. Um, and like I said, Eric's with us today, but we also have Nick Hansen, one of our other coaches, and Doug Simcock, another coach. 
who will drop in from time to time on these podcasts. And uh, we just uh, appreciate you listening. Eric, anything for the good of the order? Oh, just say thanks for listening. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, it was fun to have this conversation with you, Mike, and get out there and help your family. <laughs> it's, what, it's what you're supposed to do. All right, everyone. Hey, make it a great day. Be awesome. Help somebody. And we'll talk to you soon. We want to thank you so much for listening to Ask a Windermere Coach. Again, my name is Michael Fanning. If you found any of this interesting, please feel free to share it out. Also, if you find that you're interested in coaching, you might want to take a look at our website, windermerecoaching.com. Hey, everybody, have a great day and be awesome and help someone. <laughs>